We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. BetMGM tonight continues live from the BetQL studios. We're in Washington, D.C. Ryan Horvath, P.J. Glasser holding it down tonight on a Wednesday. Tomorrow night, college football. We get Nebraska, Minnesota. We get Utah, Florida, with probably no Cam Rising. But we do get Graham Mertz. If you listen to You Better You Bet, you know they love them. Some Graham Mertz. Lockie last year, two years ago, had some Graham Mertz. Heisman futures. Hell yeah. Let's talk some Graham Mertz tomorrow, Peach. What do you think? I was waiting for Graham big game Mertz. I thought you were going to slide it in there. You know, Graham, it just felt like yeah. you were going that yeah. way. Yeah. Graham See, big game Mertz. My favorite college football tradition is actually betting Graham Mertz futures every single season. What's yours, Peach? And uh, do you have any, uh, why don't you tell some people you know, about Ryan, some college what's football tradition? funny <laughs> is that... <laughs> You should go check out right now on the BetMGM Instagram page what the best college football traditions are. They have a bracket. They have all these matchups, 116, 215, dotting the I with Ohio State up against the Oregon Duck push-ups, jump around from Wisconsin versus the March on in Army-Navy. Who doesn't love Enter Sandman with Virginia Tech against Country Roads from West Virginia? I mean, you got so many good ones. So, Ryan, you got to go to the BetMGM Instagram page. Check it out. Vote on what your what the best college football traditions are. You can vote every day on matchups between the two traditions until BetMGM declares a winner on Saturday, September 2nd. And we're already on to round two. So is Dot in the Eye against Rocky Top. There's your 1-9, the Spear Plant at Florida State. Ralphie's Run, that's a 4-12. Some upsets in the making. Jump around Sweet Home Alabama, your 2-10, and Enter Sandman and the Whiteout. I will be at the Whiteout this year. Yeah, the Penn White. State and Iowa. I mean, the whiteout. Huge game. The whiteout's like when Middle tw- Tennessee was a 12 seed with Giddy Potts and oh. Reggie Upshaw. Like that's that game. I mean, what a 12 seed to draw, Ryan. I Who? could just, I could see that Penn State game right now. I could see my guy Chop Robinson using like, just a swim move, maybe maybe a little, maybe a little rip move, and just getting right after Cade. And like, was the resume not good? Was the BPI down? I mean, why was the whiteout at 12? That just that seems a little low. That is weird. That's. That's that's a three or four seed. That in is my weird. Book. Yeah. I actually have a problem with whoever is uh, voting on this, though. How the hell is is the Hawkeye wave? I agree. Not the Kinnick wave. It's called the Hawkeye wave. How is how is that eliminated? How is that a six that got eliminated by an eleven? That's the best tradition in all of college sports, and it's it's not close. Not that jumping around with a bunch of and drunk somebody people pointed that out on the cool. Instagram page, the MGM Instagram <laughs> yeah. page over at Instagram over at Instagram, of course, Instagram.com. If you're an old person, then you. Go to your, you know, download the app. You know I how do to use too. it too. But somebody said, if you have a heart, you know damn well the wave should have won. Both teams do it. Tradition. The opposing team, Ohio State, could be it's there lovely. in a close game with Iowa, and they're and they're doing the wave. Uh, so, look. in yes. my opinion, that should have awesome won. Thing. But to each their own. On to round two. You know what that means. Round three is right around the corner. We'll talk about it again tomorrow night. See who's advanced. Yep. And then we'll talk vote. about it again on Friday. Vote, I know vote. I'll be here all of next week. We'll talk about it then too. And we are gonna vote our asses off. You know what else we're going to do, Peach? We're going to live bet some baseball, I just decided. Oh, Rangers and Mets you. tied up at five in the tenth inning. No, I'm kidding. We're not going to do that. Okay. But, uh, I was going to say you want some more money to roll over to football tomorrow. Rangers did make a little rally here. They put on their rally caps. Wow. Five all with the dumpster fire, formerly known as the Mets. What a ball game. we got to turn that on. How about this one? What Pirates Royals, a potential World Series preview in the year 2044. Pirates clinging to a 3-1 lead over the Royals. Braves, 3-1 over the Rockies in the fourth. Pige, you're five runs, six runs away from cashing that ticket. Come on. And then coming up, 24 minutes from now. This is actually a big series. Big series. Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Dodgers minus 165 favorites. 
Wait. Yeah, Dodgers minus 165 favorites. Diamondbacks plus 140. Total in the game, 9 minus 120 to the over. Um, So, obviously, tomorrow night, college football. We got two really big games, four overall. Saturday's going to be epic. Have you seen this? 21% of the money over at BetMGM right now, looking at the college football insights, which our guy John Ewing always sends over. 21% of the money most on Notre Dame football, plus 750 to make the playoff over at BetMGM. Getting better than a 7-to-1 price, 21% of the money. And, uh, Peach, as you know, I'm a little bit of a donor. I was going to say, how much of uh, Horvat Nation None. has donated to that 21%? None. I actually bet Notre Dame under nine wins, and then when it <laughs> hit eight you? and a half, I considered betting them under eight and a half, too. Wow. No, I mean, um, I was really high on the offense coming into the season, even though I didn't know who the play caller was going to be until a couple of weeks ago because Tommy Reese bolted last minute to go join the Dark Empire, your people over there in Alabama. Mm. And he took Tyler Buckner, thank God, with him, though. So Sam Hartman is the real deal, man. Oh, yeah. But the only thing that concerns me a little bit, and this is a different offense. It's not the mesh offense. He's got a really good offensive line, obviously. Good running game with Estime. But uh, Sam Hartman every year, and I love him, is always due for that four or five pick game. So my concern is when does it come? Does it come in his revenge game against Wake Forest, a team that I expect them to beat by two scores? Or does it come in one of the bigger games, like Clemson? Does it come against USC? Mm-hmm. That USC defense looks really bad, though. Notre Dame should probably beat that. Yeah, it does. That's, that's the thing. That's a tough schedule for Notre Dame. It is Dame. a tough schedule. I mean, Ryan, the fact they have to go to Clemson, I think, is going to be tough. If that's their only loss, they got a shot. But they have to beat, they have to win two of the three games between USC, Ohio State, and Clemson. So one win, I'm sorry, one loss, whether it's to USC, whether it's to Clemson, or Ohio State, you got to remember, too. I, I think if they win two of those three and they They're go in? undefeated, I, I think they got a case. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with the other teams, but you win two of those three, you you got a shot. Definitely. I'm getting excited. I want it to happen, obviously. I like Marcus Freeman. I don't I do know too. if he's the guy. I think defensively, secondary is pretty solid. Linebackers are solid. My concern, obviously, coming into the year was you lost all three of your defensive linemen that started last season, but the interior of the defensive line, I know it was Navy, looked damn good. Navy couldn't get anything going on no, Saturday, man. They, they looked really, really good. They looked prepared. They looked well coached. You talked about the offense. I mean, Notre Dame's got some dude on offense, man. Estime's awesome. They yeah. got good receivers. We know they always have good tight ends, so... I uh, I do like Notre Dame. I think they're gonna get. They might beat Ohio State. They're they're not gonna beat Clemson. Like I'm I'm pretty pretty confident in that. I'm confident they'll beat USC. Think so? I'm confident they'll lose to Clemson. I don't know what's gonna happen in the Ohio State game. Man, USC and I tried to make the case for Alex Grinch because I know they were bad defensively last year. They did have a lot of takeaways. They, they lived and died by the takeaway. But also, like if you look at where they were the year before and the year before that, I thought he was actually doing a decent job. I don't hate Alex Grinch, but that defense looked real bad, man. Well, in really, the Pac-12 really title game, I mean, they just could not tackle a soul against Utah. So. No, no. So that's a big bet. Or Those are some big bets. Notre Dame obviously taking a bunch of money. And then LSU football. LSU goes from 4-1 to one down to 325, plus 325 to make the college football playoff. We talked about this when we did the show together a month ago. I did take a shot with LSU. I just I've seen this movie. I know how good of a coach Brian Kelly is. Not really high expectations for them last year. Nobody even knew if Jaden Daniels was going to be the guy, and now he went from eighteen to one all the way to nine to one to win Heisman. Took care of the football. Only five picks last season. Had over eight hundred rushing yards as well. I think LSU is going to live up to the hype. I think they're going to be really good. The problem is the SEC is loaded. Tough game, non-con to start off the year against Florida State. 
and they're going to be without one of their running backs, one of their better defensive linemen. So a lot going on right now for LSU already, but I do like them this season. What are your thoughts? LSU's biggest problem this season is that they play Alabama and Tuscaloosa. That's it. That's their only biggest problem right there, right? Because Florida's not going to be as good as what we're accustomed to seeing when Florida's rolling. Texas A&M game will be at home this year. They don't have to play Georgia. They do have to play Tennessee, but that game is in uh, is in Baton Rouge. Yeah. So that that's really the one thing. Obviously, they play Florida State to open the season, and that's a big game. I do think they win. But if that Bama-LSU game was in Baton Rouge, I think LSU would be sitting really good. If they lose that game, though, to Bama, Ryan, and they finish, let me ask you this. Notre Dame, and again, it's a lot of hypotheticals. Notre Dame goes 11-1. and one. Okay. Their only loss is that game at Clemson. LSU okay. goes 11-1. and one. Their only loss is that game at Bama. LSU obviously wouldn't make the SEC championship if Bama finishes with the same record or better because Bama would have the tiebreaker. And then Notre Dame, they don't play in a conference, so they don't get that game on conference championship week. If it comes down to an 11-1 and one Notre Dame and 11-1 and one LSU, who gets it? Oh, man, that's so tough because you know, you know that they love they love both teams, I, right? Well, I mean, they're both big brands. Yeah, I think you'd have to lean LSU, though. I think LSU has to get in, even though they don't play in the SEC title game because, like you said, Bama has the tiebreaker. Still, they're in a conference, and I think Notre Dame gets punished for not being in the conference, even though that schedule is tough this year. I mean, you It have, is. I, look, a win against USC and then a win against Ohio State would stack up against LSU's win against Florida State, LSU's win against Tennessee. I mean, it would be right there. If they beat Ohio State... And if they beat USC and they lose to Clemson, I think they get in. You know what I mean? I think they have to beat either, as crazy as it sounds, I think they have to beat either Clemson or they have to beat um, Ohio State. Though. Right. I don't think they'll get a whole lot of love for the USC. Because like, if USC loses to Notre Dame, I also think they're going to get clipped at least by one conference opponent as well. See, Back half of their schedule is brutal. And if they lose a couple games, does Caleb Williams make a business decision? He's going to be the number one overall pick and sit out. Right. He played in that bowl game hurt, so I don't know if he does. But, yeah, I, I, I think it would be LSU. I think the SEC bias would, would take over. But I don't know. I mean, because I'm a Notre Dame fan and everybody always rips me, join a real conference, you know. But we don't want to see you guys in the playoff anymore. I don't even know that I want to see Notre Dame in the playoff. Every time they get in, it's bad memories for me. I still got Eddie Lacy, <laughs> Stiff Arm, and Manti Teo in the back of my memory. Yeah. And then we got the most bet unders also sent over. What scares me is I actually have one of these. I'm on the under for Nebraska, under 6.5. But before we get to that really quick, Oklahoma – one of the most bet unders, nine and a half, nuts. minus one fifteen. I like Oklahoma. I do too. But I like Dylan Gabriel Heisman prices a little bit more if you could find like a fifty to one. It's my guy. Dude, he on the field eleven games last year. They actually averaged more total yards of offense than they did under Lincoln Riley, five hundred. The problem was in the red zone they were a bit of a mess, so they only averaged thirty seven points per game. Yep. The two games he missed when he was hurt, they averaged twelve points per game and two hundred and seventy five yards per game. That shows how important he is. Who knows, man? They win double-digit games. Maybe they upset um, Texas. Who knows? Maybe get some Heisman love. But I couldn't go under on Oklahoma. Like, look at that schedule. They avoid Kansas State and Baylor. And Texas Tech. And, and Texas Tech. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I can't. And they're non-conference. I think they win 10 games. They don't, oh, yeah. And it's their last year in the Big 12. Uh-huh. So you could say, I guess, they get everybody's best shot, but they do every year. So couldn't go under on Oklahoma. I disagree with that one. Nebraska, I think it always takes Matt Rule one year. He likes to build his culture. I can't see them getting to seven wins. Cincinnati makes sense at five. Luke Fickle's gone. I don't really love the roster. I do disagree with Wake Forest at six and a half, and I know it's minus 140. They lose Hartman. That's just a really well-coached team. I love that program. Dave Clawson's really good. Does such a good job. Really good. I love that offense. Man. Yeah, I do too. That's Why don't more teams incorporate that slow mesh? 
It's a great question. I mean, it really, like, they're the only one that doesn't, and it's so effective. I know. That's, that was my one concern about Hartman, though. I needed to see him in the Notre Dame offense. Right. And I needed to see what the Notre Dame offense was now that Tommy Reese is gone. And he looked damn good. Four incompletions all day. We'll take a quick break. It's the last hour coming up. We'll talk more college football, of course. And also, we got a surprise for you coming up at 1040. So be here. Don't even change that dial. Let him jam the night. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser. Maybe it's John Travolta.